Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno and Nick. What it do? Welcome to the QTB podcast. We're so glad you could join us. My name is Bruno, and with me, as always, is my childhood friend and co-host, Nick Humphrey Springleaf. Really? That sounds like a like I'm a character from Animal Crossing. It's so whimsical. <laughs> it really is, isn't Can it? I, you know what, Bruno? I'm going to trade that one in. Normally, I take the name, but I'm going to trade that one in for yesterday's uh, name drop of Galileo Humpkins. Galileo Humpkins. Yeah. That's a good one, too. I mean, yeah. those are both very whimsical names and I, both characters that you might encounter in Animal Crossing because... Definitely. I mean, you're right. Those are just... Wh- whimsical is what we're about. I mean, I I think there's like, you know, a Travis Shackle out there. You yeah. know, I, I see him as like a cowboy type. I went to I went to school with a girl named Supon Spuck, and that was a really interesting name. So there's lots of whimsical names yes, out there. You've got them all, and you know it's every name that we come up with here is just cemented in history. Yeah, um, and will go down as as one of the ambassadors of the future, right? Like, I mean, can't you see President Galileo Humpkins out there? Yeah, uh, you know, definitely, definitely President, President <laughs> Humpkins. President Humpkins with his vice president, Humphrey Springleaf. Yes, yes. <laughs> Humpkin Springleaf. Humpkin Springleaf. 2024. Ship it. <laughs> I love now, it. That's gonna be the new. That's gonna be the new T-shirt. Oh my god! <laughs> Already fantastic. got it. It's gonna be the new political yep. T-shirt. That's it. That's it. That's gonna be Humpkin your uh, your March Spring design. Leaf. Yep. Twenty twenty four. Well, oh, man, man, we've we've got an awesome podcast today. I am I'm so excited. Uh, every month we we're doing a, a a gaming merch giveaway. Yes. For our listeners, all you got to do is write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, just. Go to Apple Podcasts, search for Quit the Build, write a review, and you'll be entered every month for a chance to win an exclusive merch pack from the Pierce Unlimited Pop Art Vault. How about that? And it's fantastic. I, I, I saw the I saw the 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 choices this month. There's a Donatello enamel pin. I Flawless mean, timing on that one, r- right? Yeah. Like, be- yeah, because that's one of the topics we're actually going to talk about today, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you want to see the uh, the the prize pack for this month, you can just hop on to Twitter, uh, twittercom slash quit the build. Uh, we have that as our pinned tweet. We'll have that up for a while with the instructions for what you need to do to enter. And don't forget that if if you enter and your name isn't called for this month, you are automatically oh, no. going to be re-entered. Every Yay! single month until you are a winner. You play until you Woo! win. So there's no reason not to do that. And, you know, please right? just, uh, you know, we're just looking for an honest review and not just a rating. When we say review, we mean, we, you know, if you can put some actual words in there, don't just hit it, give us some stars and move on um, because we do appreciate the comments. It helps us grow as a podcast. So, And if you want to quote this this podcast episode and put just quote unquote, these are actual words, then mm-hmm. that would be great, too. So, uh, I mean, we have a fantastic episode in store for everyone today. Before we get started, today's podcast is sponsored in part by 
by Pierce Unlimited for marketing media that works and bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. Uh, Nick, what do we have going on today? Well, first of all, I have to give a quick shout out to one of our people that, that left us a comment on. Uh, there's a, uh, a podcasting uh, service called Podbean. Ooh, and okay. on there, what's really cool about it is that people can leave comments for uh, podcasts rather than just listen to them. A lot of places do ratings and reviews, but very few let you do comments. And it's something that I really like about Podbean. And uh, shout out to my guy, C John989. Uh, Johnny! Johnny! Left a very, uh, very uh, positive uh, comment there. So, John, we see you. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast uh, on, on any platform, but uh, thanks so much there on Podbean. Um, for listening uh, to us through there, we give we give Thank shout outs you. galore on this show. Uh, yeah, we, we, we love our sure. fans; such an amazing Definitely. community. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so Bruno, we're going to be talking about that. Also, we're going to be talking about um, the huge list of uh, games from Bethesda um, oh that have been gosh. added to Game Pass, and boy, it's a doozy. Yep. Um, also, about the announcement from Square Enix of, of their upcoming video presentation, where they've got a lot of games on the docket. I think it's going to be. Finally, um, well, uh, you know, both new and old games, uh, we're assuming. So uh, we'll talk about that. And a very interesting bonus round interview, probably the most interesting one we've done so far. Oh, yeah. A guy by the name of Josh Leap and his freeform text editing game called Tentacle Typer. So stay tuned yep. for that as well. But yeah, let's get into the news. So the big news, I think, that is in terms of just pure shock value, because some things we kind of expect, um, is this an announcement for TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Uh, it's being I'm made... Uh, it, I mean, I, no one saw it coming, as far as nope. I know, that, you know, we, we just saw that big, you know, a release of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, and yeah. everyone was raving about, you know, thank God we have this game again, but they didn't functionally change a whole lot, and I always wondered that, of like, why didn't they add content? Why, but I think I see why now, Bruno, because the guys who are making this, TMNT Shredder's Revenge, is an old-school-style arcade beat-em-up, like pixelated graphics and all, um, oh. from the same guys who made the Scott Pilgrim game. So what? this must be what they've been working on this entire time. Oh, I see you. I see you, oh. Scott Pilgrim makers, and man, does it look amazing. What okay, was your so take? What was your reaction? First of all, my first reaction when it said Shredder's Revenge, I was thinking, especially because it was out of the blue, I thought, are they going to do like a, a video game where you're Shredder? How's that going to work? <laughs> and then the cartoon started to happen. Yeah. We got this like classic cartoon from the, from the like 90s, late 80s, 90s, the exact same intro. I'm talking exact same intro, just modeled for today. It looked almost like an anime. And I, I, I'm i thinking to myself, okay, if this isn't like a tie-in to a TV series, they're missing out on something here yeah. because I would watch the crap out of this. Mm -hmm. And then you realize it's going to be like an arcade style, like you said, beat them up. Yeah. And I am so excited. First of all, those who know me know I am a TMNT fan. I've got it in the background uh, everywhere. I've got like so many vinyl figures of this. I grew up as uh, just a Ninja Turtles fan. And I believe I've gotten just about every game that's come out for the uh that that that's how that's had them wow and quite a few yeah that's that's quite a few and l listen some of them have been stinkers yes there have been some stinkers out there but mm -hmm. this one looks legit like first of all the way <laughs> the way michelangelo runs that run animation <laughs> is so michelangelo i love that it 
There's Mikey's so much. My favorite. Yeah. Like, and to have him run like that is amazing. It looked like he was the fastest character too. I don't know if they <laughs> like if they were like being accurate with like the stats of the turtles, be. but he was hauling. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, and you know, it, it's it that was to me that was the coolest part of that reveal was when it went from that live action cartoon yep. with that song to the the gameplay footage, and you get to see that retro style arcade graphics, and you're just like, oh man, like this is happening, and it looks so good. And uh, fun fact. The theme song that you heard there is yep. sung by Mike Patton from Faith No More, um, the, oh, lead, yeah. the lead singer from Faith Won't No More. It out, but you can have it. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that guy. They've gone through a <laughs> lot of singers. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, so to hear him say, you know, Michelangelo's a party dude is uh, is is fantastic to say the least. But you know, there's a lot of great things coming together for this game. And yeah, it's made by the guys that made Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is wow. largely considered to be you know one of the the great beat 'em ups, not only of our generation but of all time, because it was such a yeah. love letter to beat 'em ups that came before it, kind of like Sonic Mania was to classic Sonic games, right? And you're even getting that that cool animated intro like in Sonic Mania. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, everything's coming together. And Bruno, you know, with Scott Pilgrim versus the world, they loved having those DLC and hidden characters in the game. So oh, I would man. say never say never to have someone like Master Splinter. We saw him, you know, getting some action in the trailer. A- April oh, O'Neil was yep, uh, taking definitely. out a couple of foot soldiers all by that herself. That is happening. I wanna, we got to get Casey Jones in there. Got to get Casey. Right? I want Casey Jones. And he skulls. better he better have a Jose Canseco bat. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he needs to have a Jose Canseco bat because yeah. that was so iconic in the first movie when he first meets Raph and he's like, a Jose Canseco bat? <laughs> <laughs> Please, so great. tell me you didn't pay money for this. <laughs> but, you know, something that I think millennials already know, obviously we do because we grew up with it. When you look at the reaction videos to people that are our age, they are geeking out so hard. They're so happy. Just this trailer brought so many people joy yep. because you're right, the TMNT franchise has kind of lost its way and it's been rebooted yeah. and reinvented and, and they've come out of different ways. Um, and this is, I think, a true return to form. And I, I'll tell you what, what, what kind of nostalgia it evokes for me. You know, we, we talked before about uh, about uh, product placement in video games and, yeah. and branding, and there was no two things I can think of in terms of a, a cartoon and a restaurant that were more intertwined than Pizza Hut and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. And, and think about oh, this for definitely. a second. Think about how genius their marketing was, right? Every child, every, every boy especially was watching TMNT growing up. Like that's just yep. what you did, you know, with Saturday morning cartoons and girls. Um, but you know, you know, you know how it was in the '90s. Like these these cartoons were very much marketed towards boys or girls. Like when McDonald's had the toys, you know, but you'd have Hot Wheels or Barbies, but you couldn't have both. Um, it was so it was so dumb in hindsight. But um, you know that you would watch the show and they'd have commercials for Pizza Hut. Okay, oh, so now yeah. you're saying, Mom, Dad, we got to go to Pizza Hut. So you'd go yep. to Pizza Hut. And then while you're waiting for like the 30 minutes that it takes for some reason to make one of these pizzas, what are you going to go do, Bruno? You're going to go play the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game that's in the oh, corner yeah. with all the other kids waiting. Yep. And what, I'm going to make sure I got my red glass, my red transparent yes. wavy glass, right, with some, yeah. with some uh, cigarette nice soda in there. through the air. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Jukebox playing. Like, yeah. let's go. Get Marky Mark on there. Oh, good boy. vibrations. And because the funky mom, bunch. I'm going to the second level. Okay. <laughs> Hold Give me my some pizza. quarters. Yeah. Hold my pizza and, and let me anyway. know when the breadsticks come because, yeah, yeah exactly. It's too it's hot. It's a pan anyway. pizza. It's got to cool off. <laughs> 
they put it in that that pan that's like you know like a molten like cast iron like that thing's got it you got like 20 minutes before that thing is edible but what was crazy was you'd play the arcade game and then there would be the pizza hut pizza power-ups in the arcade game bruno like it was so on point you know and and oh yeah tmnt was such a staple of the 90s that so many people are like yes you know this is going to be a day one buy oh for sure interesting fact the they tmnt had a partnership with pizza hut later on but their first tmnt movie um the original one they had a partnership with domino's and so domino's was the featured pizza and and then pizza hut was like oh we should we should try and get on on this and they did and then that's you know do you remember the vhs that like the VHS tapes of the Ninja Turtles from the nineties. And then they'd have the, the pizza hut commercial. There was that one with the uh, like baseball players and that like little kid that like finally like got to play and caught the fly ball. And he was the, every, all the kids loved him. They were like, yeah, little, little Timmy did it. And then they all went to pizza hut after Goldberg from the, from the mighty ducks was in that, uh, is was in that wow. commercial. So he, that kid was everywhere in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Goldberg was a goalie. He was, he went to fat camp. Um, <laughs> he, he was, he was in a, you know, yeah. I mean, what wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. What wasn't he doing? <laughs> right. If you were a child star in the nineties, like you were, you were diverse for a very long time. Well, I, I hate to plug this right in the middle, Nick, but if you want to hear more of our little musings of 90s That's right. uh, nostalgia, just throwbacks, cast your memories yeah. to the 90s with us and our Nostalgia Vault episodes. You can actually hear them if you are a Patreon subscriber. You can go to patreon.com slash quitthebuild and um, fo- uh, be- become one of our patrons there and get awesome stuff from Pearson Limited along. Along with these amazing Nostalgia Vault episodes where we just kind of just take the time and and reminisce about all things 90s and all of our childhood favorites, right? That's right. Yeah, and the first episode will be coming up the day after this airs. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. And all tiers will have access to the Nostalgia Vault episodes. So, yeah, we, oh, we definitely, nice. uh, yeah, all things 90s will be covered there and, and then some. So community poll time, um, you know, we try yes. to include these at least once per week. So our yes. community poll on Twitter this week um, was the following question. Are you going to be buying this game, TMNT? Shredder's Revenge on day one had a lot of people vote, and there was a surprising spread on it. I thought more people would say yes, but it was a 41% yes and a 59% no. And I'll say this, Mm. you know, maybe it's someone that didn't grow up with the show um, because, I mean, different age ranges are on Twitter. It's not just, you know, someone that might be in our our age range, Um, but also, you know, you have people that might not like beat-em-ups or, you know, they're just not the kind of person that buys, buys games day one. Um, so, I mean, that's understandable. Just get, get again, even, even close to, I think 50% of people that would say, yeah, I'm buying this day one is, uh, is pretty respectable for a game. I think they're going to see a very good success with this title. And I hope they go on to continue that, that legacy of, of, of giving us those throwbacks and man, Bruno, it, it just feels good to be catered to, doesn't it? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think once we, you know, our our generation finally got in the driver's seat of marketing and figuring out what was going on at the, you know, <laughs> at the at the table, so to speak, we were like, hey, let's bring back some of the stuff that we loved as a kid. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I listen, I, I, I completely understand with 
uh, our community and them saying, no, I'm not going to get this day one. Uh, we've been burned in the past yeah. with some some subpar TMNT games and they come they come through every every few years. They blow through, you know, like mm-hmm. a like a circus or a shifty carnival. It's an easy and cash grab. Some, sometimes you're just like, nope, I listen. The last time I was here, that that uh, Ferris wheel was a little rickety and it doesn't look like they've done any updates to it um this go around so your boy's sitting it out yeah and i can see how people might have that same type of attitude but like you said with the scott pilgrim guys behind this it gives me a little more faith it looked like it was a true fan letter you know love letter to to the fans um and uh, you know, I think more more and more people are starting to move away from buying games day one and they're waiting for reviews. They're, yeah. wa- you know, they can do it. They're like, it's not going to hurt me to wait an extra day because mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to spend 20, 30, 40, 60 dollars on a game if I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. Right. And, you know, having a review out there that kind of praises it, it might change people's minds so time will tell yeah it's gonna i think it's gonna be tough for this to be a flop but who who really knows these days and you know you're right it's it's more of an issue just game game industry wide of you know back in the day before digital downloads were a thing if you decided to chance it and be like "Ah, i don't think it's gonna be that good and all you had to go on was like the game informer article that you saw or maybe like an e3 presentation that you happened to catch some of on some on like g4 you know, you probably didn't have a whole lot of information about the game, and so you you had to take a chance of either, yeah. I don't get this game day one, all my <laughs> friends love it, and then I can't get it because the stores are sold out of the game, yeah, right? That's that. where the yep. FOMO comes in. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, it's, yeah, like, you know, if, if it's a good game, I'm yep. going to go download it, and I'll have yep. it. Why? What, what reason do I have to pre-order? And that's a bigger conversation that a lot of people yeah. are having in the games industry of, like, please, Definitely. stop pre-ordering games because you, yep. get, you get cyberpunks and you get games where... You've already committed the money to them. A lot of these, you know, providers like Sony uh, platforms won't let you get a refund, so that money is done and dusted for for, for better or for worse. Um, you know, why do that? You know, especially when the pre-order bonuses are usually nothing that you feel like I have to have this right now. Like the console exclusive stuff is usually more interesting than the pre-order bonuses these days, and that's not saying much. Yeah. So um, you're right, but I, I, I think 41% of them saying yes is is a very positive sign because this is a niche game. Yeah. Um, but still one that 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 has enough enough interest that people you know because they love beat 'em ups or they love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or just retro style games, they're like, yeah, let's sign me up. <laughs> um, so I, I think there's going to be very, very cool things coming from them. And like I said, I think this definitely shows why we got that re-release of Scott Pilgrim without a whole lot of uh, extra paint, you know, uh, on, yeah. on that on that game. Plenty of stuff to talk about. So we'll be getting to yeah. Bethesda and a whole lot more right after this. And we're back. It is 11.57 in the a.m. Somewhere out, somewhere out there. I'm sure you're hungry just like me um, and are about to grab some food or something as we get ready to talk about. You're always Bef- hungry. I, I really <laughs> <laughs> About, well, that's because I also didn't eat dinner right before this. So I was like, let's go. And yeah. we just did a whole Nostalgia Vault episode on, on 90s that's snacks. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like, man, I could go for some Butterfinger BBs. Like, I need some Planter's <laughs> Cheese Balls. Where do I get those again? 
I think they, they brought those back at one point, but that's, yeah, that's all in that episode. But yeah, man, still so much to talk about. Oh, man, it just, just the, the last like two months, uh, we, yeah. we, we picked a great time to start a podcast because like, oh, all, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's blockbuster <laughs> after blockbuster in yes, terms of these is. stories. And this one, we, we've talked about it before. We speculated. We finally got some concrete information from the folks at Bethesda and ZeniMax and Microsoft's acquisition of them of what it's going to look like for us in the short term. And I'm telling you, Bruno, you know, what's it going to look you like? You and I are, and, and you way more than me, but definitely both of us are already proponents of the Game Pass and the insane value that you yeah. get. But this just put it to the next level. Like, I'm speechless. And, and most people said, like, oh, you know, it's, it's more games that I won't have time to play. Because you won't. <laughs> There's too many games. And that's a great problem to have. So Bethesda announced uh, 20 games that are going to wow. be that either are, as of this airing are already on Game Pass or are going to be on there very, very soon. Um, that uh, as a result of this acquisition um, are going to wind up. And it's it's such a great list of games and yeah. ones that I have been wanting to play but haven't had access <laughs> to or just didn't right? want to buy. I'm going to be pretty occupied here, so we'll just kind of go down the list. So um, Dishonored Definitive Edition um, is going to be coming out, um, and that's, you know, most of these games are coming out on every uh, platform that you can get it on Xbox, which is console, PC, and also the cloud um, through their their game streaming service. Um, So you're going to get Dishonored Definitive Edition and Dishonored 2. Did you play the Dishonored games, Bruno? I didn't, but I've seen them, and uh, I'm more interested in the fact that they've added in some other games like doom i mean come on that that they had come on right they had to they had to and i i haven't played doom eternal yet but and you know because i'm a halo guy and you know what they say nick what do they say halo is infinite but doom is eternal oh that's that sounds like a like a jewelry commercial like a perfume (laughs) commercial for the master the master chief collection yeah the Master Chief Collection, which, oh my gosh, don't get me started on the Master Chief Collection. Don't get me started. Okay, but okay, I, I will, I will say that being able to, being able to, not having not played Dishonored, the fact that I can go play the definitive edition and then the follow up. I mean, that's what this whole list is about, right? Because as we go through all these, like, there's, there's Doom, Doom Two, Doom Three, Doom Sixty Four, and then Doom Eternal. So we've got all the dooms co- covered. <laughs> These are not small games. Like, no. And it, it, this is one of the things where it's like, you know, um, one of the guys that we're going to be having on as a guest pretty soon um, is uh, one of the guys that I'm going to give a shout out to in here in just a second that, you know, um, the One Hour, One Decision podcast that, you know, that they can make a show like that where they pick a random game from Game Pass and play it because... There's so many games, and it's yeah. constantly wrote, adding and adding and adding. We're like, yeah, you can probably run that podcast until the end of time because Game Pass <laughs> is just that wacky. Um, right? And speaking of which, I actually forgot to uh, give some shout-outs in our community poll, everybody that voted and gave us a retweet. So thanks to everybody uh, that did that. Kung Fu Penguin, One Hour, Ooh. One Decision podcast. Nice. Um, like I said, we're going to be having them on as a uh, as a guest here very soon. Uh, Joshua fourteen, Versely, yeah. Retro Man two four four seven, Retro Man, and the boys that. at the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast. What, dude? What a great love podcast. them. Love that, them. That is What's my your spaghetti go-to. policy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Charlie Kelly. Um, great reference. And one, uh, they are my go to podcast now for just like like I'm like like commute banter. I love a yeah. good banter when I'm commuting. Um, totally. And you you get that with like the the 
the morning talk shows, but they're yeah. not always on. So I mean, that, it's just a, a perfect compliment, and we'll have we'll be having some of them on as, and as a guest. They're not as well. always on in two different ways. Like they're not always on like physically, and sometimes they're just not always on mentally. And you're you try like, getting you're up at six in the game. morning. Yeah, yeah, right. Every day. <laughs> you did that. One. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was Ooh, man. It was it was just the worst. That's why you bring out all those awesome like trivia bits of like, well, you know, because we were sitting there talking about you can call me out, and you're like, yeah. Well, that Chevy Chase did this whole thing. I'm like, you are a compendium of musical <laughs> knowledge, my man. I am the pop-up video. Um, <laughs> yeah, but also a uh, shout-out to Mitchell Monroe and Drew Noble. Thanks so much, guys, for uh, retweeting that poll. Um, so, uh, And I, I apologize for not doing that earlier. I'm, I'm glad I remembered to do that. Yeah. Um, so also, um, you know, we're going back to the list of Bethesda games. So, yeah, I mean, the Doom games, it's it's fantastic that we're getting Doom Eternal because that is a great game um, that everybody should play, even if you're not necessarily a fan of the Doom franchise. But, yeah, yeah you're also getting the classics. You're getting Doom, right. the original 93 Doom. You're getting Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64, which is a sleeper. Don't play that game. It's a very good Doom <laughs> um, because they remade it, and it, it's like 60 frames a second. It plays beautifully, um, and it's, it's a game that a lot of people skipped out on because you don't really equate Doom with a Nintendo 64. But, yeah, and then you're also getting into the elder scrolls i mean yeah. think about the just the the dumb amount of content that you're wow. getting with all these elder scrolls games right? we're talking morrowind um and oblivion which i mean if, if you talk with an elder scrolls fan you know you, you can get into a pretty pretty deep debate about like what is the the greatest elder scrolls game of all time not as many people are going to default to skyrim as you would think um, and Morrowind and Oblivion um, are, are very good games. I know uh, Terry, one of our one of our, our QTB members, is Terry. a big fan of both Morrowind and Oblivion. Um, so he's probably very excited about getting that on Game Pass. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. What do you think about those titles? I mean, there's so much content there. Like, I mean, the the only thing that makes me sad about this is the fact that this didn't come out last year. Because we, I think we had a little bit more time last year to go through some of these. You games. are so right. <laughs> like, could you imagine if they had made that announcement? I understand, like with with, with yeah. that going on, you're not going to be able yeah. to pen these kinds of deals. The best we got was like, and we got Animal Crossing in March, and that got, <laughs> that got me through like a month and a half before I got sick yeah. of it. So. <laughs> Yeah, so also uh, The Evil Within, a game that I've not played but I've heard is a if you if you're into horror games, that yeah. game is going to is going to is going to get you. Oh yeah, I've seen gameplay of that. Uh, that's a fun game to to pick and watch on uh Twitch and I'm sure we'll see a bunch of those come back as well. Yeah. Um and then next on the list is Fallout, all the we got Fallout 4, 76 and New Vegas. Unbelievable. Take your pick. <laughs> Take your pick. I mean, what do you what do you want? Like and not only that, Bruno, um, I don't have the full list, but I know that Fallout Four and Fallout seventy six are some of the games they announced. Also, will come with the Xbox Series X and Series S upgrades um, that will Ooh. get it up to sixty frames per second. Nice. So not only are you getting these games, but you're going to get because I, I I played a lot of Fallout Four and Fallout seventy six um, on my Xbox One, um, and you know they're fun, but the thirty frames a second definitely hold it back. Um, and as someone that has definitely become a frame rate snob over the years, which is tough to tough to be a frame rate snob when you're playing on console, um, <laughs> but I am um, that I'm I'm really looking forward uh, when I eventually do upgrade to uh, to experience those games and with a with a higher frame rate. But my gosh, Fallout Four and Fallout New Vegas. I'm really looking forward to uh, to hopping into those games again. Like I said, anywhere that I want to, I've got my Razor Kishi. I can you know hop on uh, on the couch and uh, and, and right. dive into these games without ever having to download a thing. It's just a it's a surreal value that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. 
Um, we're supposed to get some announcements, I think, from EA pretty oh, soon man. about the games that they're going to be bringing to the table. And it's Ooh. just, it's never been a better time to be a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, as if right? as if it was ever a bad time. Like, it's it's been a banger from day one. Other games, uh, Prey and Rage 2. Yeah, I wanted to play Rage 2. Yes. That looked really cool. I mean, I'm a shooter guy. So that one looked pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Some of these games, and that's what I think is really awesome about the Game Pass, is I'm way more apt to to pay the monthly fee for the Game Pass and have a full library of games that I can pick and choose from to start playing whenever versus like having to pay $60 for a game that I may not like. You know, it may not be my cup yep. of tea or I may not be able to p- put as much time into it as, as I want. And I've tried to get Brad on on board with the Game Pass. Sometimes it's a hard sell. And I know as a new father, you know, you can you can relate to this just yeah. like he's a new father as well. Sometimes you don't have the time to really invest and sit down and play some of these games. But right. I like to think of it like a buffet. See, you're not going to out eat what what it costs to go to a buffet okay people you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna eat golden corral under the table yeah <laughs> it's not gonna happen kid take those so rolls what, home yeah yeah exactly what you need to do is get variety yeah. You need to go for variety because what other place can you get Szechuan chicken and a ribeye steak with a side of chocolate covered strawberries? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this, the, you, this is this is life hacks for your life, people, because life <laughs> hacks are for your life. What it do? Thank Wolfenstein. you, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. <laughs> Moving on. What a what a rant. That was great. That was great. I I, mean, I, I remember buffets. Oh, man. I remember. Our, yeah, that's. I remember. That we'll never. I was gonna. <laughs> we'll never see buffets again. They are gone forever, people. Yeah, I was reading the thing. It was like, yeah, buffets and like salad bars at grocery stores. Like they're dunion rings. Like it's it's oh, man, over. Man, there goes the soup plantation. This yeah. is a horrible name. Anyway, they just yeah. stuck with sweet tomatoes. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the Wolfenstein. We got some uh, the, the Wolfenstein games coming to the Game Pass as well. Um, New Order, Old Blood, and Young Blood. Um, so if you're if you're a Wolfenstein <laughs> nice. guy, you got all the bloods. Yeah, all, them. Um, all the old, old and young. Um, yep. But I mean, it, it's you know this list is just it's it's crazy, and we know that you know when more games are coming to um, through that Xbox exclusivity. Um, when it, it can be exclusive to Xbox, we know that that automatically means it's going to be a day one edition on Game Pass. Some of the people that have been kind of detractors of Game Pass have always said like, oh, well, it's going to be something where they're doing it right now as a loss leader, right? Where they're saying, hey, subscribe to this. We're going to give you all these crazy games. Let's get you to buy an Xbox. Let's get you in the Xbox ecosphere. And then over time, we're going to slowly pull it back and you're not going to have what you used to and games are going to get rotated out too quickly for you to feel like it's worth it. But Bruno, they double down, they triple (laughs) down, they they don't stop. Um, You know, it's, it's absolutely crazy. And it just seems like, you know, that every new acquisition that they're going after, that that's the end game of, Hey, we want to get you in here. We want to get your games on game pass. Um, We want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're providing games that, you know, may not necessarily be Xbox, Xbox exclusives, but are still going to, 
you know, be something that people will primarily play on Xbox because of, of what Game Pass does for them. I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away. And then, you know, a month later, something else happens that's Game Pass related and I'm, I'm blown away again. Well, and then you, you, like, like we've talked about before, EA started to acquire some big names as well. So with their acquisition of Codemasters, we're going to start to see the F1 series back in the hands of EA and the Dirt series, which is largely considered one of the premier racing games out there and one of the hardest racing games out there Mm -hmm. um simulation wise so i'm i'm excited for all these mergers and i like i said i i think at the end of the day we can all agree what we really want is just more gaming for everyone involved and so the game pass perfectly uh embodies that and i think it's it's I think we're looking at something really amazing here and we're on the precipice of of mobile gaming in a in a new way, not mobile phone gaming, but mm-hmm. mobile gaming in terms of like being able to take Xbox and PlayStation um, on the go. We we already have it, have it with the Switch and PlayStation tried it previously with the PSP, but Xbox is going down this road of like, no, we're going to use it as a service. Instead of doing a portable thing, because everybody's always wanted a portable Xbox or something right. of that nature, for them to just say, nope, we're going to we're gonna be one and done, and that one and done is a mobile service app. So mm-hmm. I'm calling it now. You're going to see it in the future, mobile service app, uh, where you can basically – uh, downloaded just like on your phone. You'll be able to have the yeah. uh, Game Pass app. You'll be able to have it on your smart TV, all that good stuff. I'm sure even Alexa is going to be able to play. <laughs> she can already like, play uh, with Skyrim, right? You can do a Skyrim thing with Alexa. Yeah, you can do Alexa, like a, eat the cheese. I have five like cheese a, wheels. Eat all the cheese. <laughs> like an RPG thing, yeah. like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I go left. <laughs> yeah. Obvious exits are North, South, and Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a home I'll star runner Dennis. reference yeah exactly you see a flask you can't get ye flask <laughs> and you have to sit there and figure out why in the world you can't get ye flask because the game's not gonna tell you nope <laughs> <laughs> i love strong bad oh, oh man. man but yeah you know and i i think you're talking about like what like what like with brad where you're trying to tell him like hey you should go for this i get it as a dad you know yeah. it's it's tough to i think people think of it as like a meter running you know of I'm paying for this service and I'm not using it or I'm not using it enough to get my, my perceived value out of it. Right. Like there's, (laughs) there's literally a point where you're so inundated with games where you have to just settle in and be like, I'm going to pick this game out. I'm going to play it. And if I get, you know, I'm going to get as far as I want to, or as far as I can, I'm going to move on when I'm done with it. But it's so easy, Bruno, to sit there, even with people's game libraries these days, you know, where you just have this library of like backlog of games. Everyone talks about their backlog where you're like, what am I going to play next? And you can get into this like analysis paralysis where you're like, what the heck? Yeah, it's a fun term. I like that. Thank you. Where the, uh, it's management stuff. So... (laughs) Fancy, but yeah, where where you you don't know what to play next, and it mm-hmm. can stop you. Like you can be like, it's like when you go on Netflix and you're like, there's a billion things to watch, and you're like, what am now I gonna do? Got a play random button. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. You just, and get, you just get like season three, episode two of Honey Boo Boo. Of Honey you're Boo like, Boo, right. You come in the middle, you're, you come right in the middle of it, and you're just like, what is happening? Yeah. Why is Honey Boo Boo so upset about <laughs> the snack packs? Why is they she didn't drinking? have any snack packs for her? What's they, up? They put the Red Bull in the Mountain Dew? I don't... They <laughs> <laughs> call that go-go juice. The go-go juice. And you will go for about 10 minutes. Oh my gosh. But yeah, you know, it's 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 such an overwhelming value proposition that I think it's easy to get stuck in this mode of like if I'm not using it like eight hours a day of yeah. like it doesn't matter if it's five dollars a month or fifty dollars a month, like I, I feel like I'm not worthy of the game pass, if that makes yeah. sense. That you know, you have you do have to be like, okay, I, I want it for these games. I'm just happy to have it so that if I ever want to jump in and play literally just about anything I can think of that's not like a Nintendo game. I've yeah. got access to it, and it, it, it's such a great thing um, to just know. And I'll tell you, you're right with the streaming. You know, we, we talked about cloud gaming before. You know that I'm a big proponent of cloud gaming. I, I've tried yeah. many services. Um, I was a very early adopter of Google Stadia. Yep. And my thing is, you know, if I were Stadia or Luna right now, I'd be a little nervous when I'm looking at what what, what Xbox has got to come out down the pipeline because they're talking yeah. about 1080p. Um, right now it's at 720. They're talking about bumping it up to 1080p very soon. Um, they're talking about having access to the full Game Pass streaming library on pc so if you got a potato rig like me you can play all these games <laughs> all they have to do is get the 1080p for me to be like okay i'm making the jump where any, any cloud gaming is going to stop being stadia and start being xbox game pass is the 1080p minimum but also to have the data centers um, localized enough that there's a very low latency to the point that it's not really perceptible because stadia still has that advantage once they're able to bridge that gap if they even choose to, I don't know if if, if money wise it's going to make sense. But if they can do that, where you know you you press jump on the controller and your character jumps, yep, it's over, man. It is over. That that that's the first thing, and the second thing is Hello Kitty Island Adventure, right? That's they'll, they'll that's get that eventually. <laughs> I'm sure That's that remake the, is on its way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We got it. We she deserves her. She deserves her moment in the sun. And she's a little girl. Damn it, she's not a kitty. Okay. So oh, is that canon? Yeah, Have they settled that debate? Yeah, they've settled that debate. Yeah. She's a little girl. So yeah, I don't know what you other people are thinking about, but. She's mm-hmm. not a kitty. She's a human girl. Named Hello Kitty, or at least that's named the name Hello of the show. Kitty. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. I don't know what's up with that penguin dude, but he's cool too. They just brought those characters into Animal Crossing, Bruno. They did? It's what? super, super, super cute, super kawaii, as oh the kids say. Oh my gosh, oh yes, my I gosh. love that. Yeah, so I mean, there you go. You know, we 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 we've talked Game Pass into the ground with our episodes, and yet there's still so much to talk about with it that yep. it's it's worth talking about because definitely it's the greatest short term proposition value proposition in the history of gaming it's actually that simple um, well if our so, buddies over yeah. there are making a whole podcast where they're yeah. <laughs> taking one game pass per right. episode like there's something to it folks so yeah. this isn't this isn't just uh right you know fanboy thing like this is this is real stuff these That's are stuff. real real stories real people <laughs> real world just don't do road rules i didn't like road rules yeah me neither yeah that was no good <laughs> challenge now get yeah, out yeah of yeah here. yeah get, get heck out of here so <laughs> all right so uh, our last uh story for the day and this is one that i wasn't really expecting but i'm kind of seeing how things are lining up square enix has announced that they're going to be doing a video presentation on march 18th it, akin to like a nintendo direct or sony state of play but it's going to be specific to square enix and their, their the games that they are publishing um it, it's going to be a mix of both games that are already released and content updates that they have planned trailers for that but 
also some stuff that's coming up that I'm pretty excited about and didn't realize was uh, coming down the pipeline. So the first thing is Outriders, obviously, yeah. with the success yeah. of that demo, as we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah. You know, they've, they've, they've set the VAR very, very high, and I think everyone's waiting to see, you know, what they've got for us. So I think that a lot of eyes are going to be on, you know, what's what's next for Outriders. Um, and we, 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 we talk pretty in-depth about that, so I think we can kind of kind of breeze past that. But um, Marvel's Avengers, though, I, I think oh, this one's going to be interesting, right? Because we've talked about how both you and I thought we kind of got burned on that game, and yeah. I think most would agree. So it just so happens that the same day, that this uh, this presentation is airing, and I'm sure that's no coincidence. That we will also <laughs> be having a major no content drop. Yeah, major content drop for uh, Marvel's Avengers. The biggest patch they've had to date. Um, that's going to introduce a new character, Hawkeye. Um, some new story content, but also just some like basic like quality of life things that people have been asking for for day one, like the ability to replay the campaign. Hello, <laughs> you you couldn't do it. There was there was yeah. no save file to delete which is wild. So yeah, I mean like once you beat the game, like me on Stadia, like I couldn't I couldn't delete my there's no like delete save file. Yeah. It's just like I'm in the end game now so I can literally never experience it again. I can't believe they didn't think about that when they're so post, story post Thanos, yep. Yeah. Post <laughs> post snap. Post snap. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably be seeing more about that. I'm really hoping, but I know better. I know better that they're going to be like, oh, here comes, you know, the Black Panther reveal, and they've been talking about the raid content that they wanted to release. Um, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Well, they might finally announce when Spider-Man is going to be there, because apparently he's still not there, and I saw a suit for him on the Square Enix uh, Instagram page as I was browsing through the other day, Mm -hmm. and it looked really cool, but it didn't seem like... It, there was no real update and i was like wait a minute is spider-man in the game yet and then i yeah. looked it up and i have not seen him in the game so it's we're still gonna have to wait for him uh and and, and still at the end of the day it's only a playstation to- like exclusive so is it really worth it for that's what cracks me up like right. okay was it really worth it for you to do it just for one game i think that is something that I hope comes back to burn them in the butt because I don't like these timed exclusives that PlayStation has been de- dealing with. With you know, they it started with things like Call of Duty when they got the yeah. Call of Duty uh, franchise on their back. They were like, "Well, we're gonna have maps come out a full month early before you know you get them over there on Xbox," and and it just it's. It just it, it hurts gaming because it stops progress, right? Yeah. Like the whole reason we want a game is to have all those characters in there and to have a timed release or uh, an exclusive on one platform does nothing but hurt the I think the player base in that respect. So um, because then you run into problems with cross platform and yeah. You know all this stuff, so I I'm I'm still surprised. I'm still surprised that they kind of are putting their eggs in this basket, and they've said, well, you know, and I think it's probably the licensing, the yeah. the Marvel's Avengers licensing that they paid. They're like, listen, we can drop Anthem and you know get rid of all that stuff, but <laughs> yeah. we can't get rid of Marvel's Avengers. No. Like we've we got to keep with that. So yeah, oh, you just the IP alone is definitely keeping that game going, and definitely. it's you know. 
it, it's tough these days, man. You know, Dev Crunch is is as bad as ever. That culture yeah. still very much exists. Yep. Um, uh, fortunately, with the age of information and Twitter, we you know we can we can kind of name and shame the ones that are that are really putting their you know their their people to, people to work in ways that aren't aren't ethical. But when you have that kind of limited amount of time to make a game and limited manpower, yeah, you're right. Like, what are you doing? Like, committing <laughs> that much that you still can't deliver on it? Um, yeah. and still have you still have to devote manpower to making something that's 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 console exclusive launch. How crazy would it be? I don't think Spider Man's a timed exclusive, but if he was, and it was no, like a one he's, year, yeah, he's a <laughs> yeah, he's, but, a, he's a console exclusive. But if it like he was a one year like exclu- timed exclusive, and like the one year like contract expired like right when he released, <laughs> so he ends up on both platforms. Oh man, the, that'd the, be hilarious. It'd be, it'd be salty, but it really would be. <laughs> We're never doing that again. <laughs> there's been this conversation online uh, that I think is really interesting about uh, what, what people call ugly games, where developers intentionally create an art style where they don't have to put a whole lot of work into the visuals, kind of like Valheim, right? Yeah. Um, and they focus more on the gameplay and the mechanics and making a game that people want to play rather than trying to wow them with with the big visuals and the, and the special effects. And there's a conversation happening like right now of people saying like, look, if you're giving me an option of a mediocre game that looks fantastic or a game that looks you know fair to Midland, as they say, yeah. um, but is, is, just plays great, most people would take that all day and I would love to see a culture, you know, of, of gaming where we start to see that of people saying like, look, we've reached the pinnacle. We've reached the peak of graphics. It can't get much better. Let's start focusing more on, on, on quality of gameplay and less on, on stuff like this, where we're, we're devoting so much manpower to having one, one console have one character that we still can't deliver. My God. Yeah. Or like, like, you know, we were talking about before, um, with, uh, what is it? Balan Wonderland, which looks, amazing it's not a good game but Bruno. It's, it's it's not a good game it's why good game. is it not a good g- game look Bruno, like, i'm 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 the platformer guy i'm the yeah. plat. you know i i've i've seen it them looks all. great it, it looks, looks great. it looks delightful i'm not yeah. sure why they've included this it's probably going to be one of those like you know like 30 second trailers at the very end um it's it's like the conway twitty segue of uh of <laughs> games you know and, hey, folks here's Balan wonderland where you know it, it's <laughs> that game bruno it, it's they First tried real all, hard. Like they wanted to First make. First of all, the run yeah. animation yeah. is stiff. It's stiff. It's stiff. It's stiff. The game, he's, he's running like that scene in Forrest Gump right before his braces falls off, and he's got that big goofy <laughs> grin on, and he run Forrest run, and, he, yeah. and then the brace, but the braces never break off on this fool. Yeah. He just stiff leg runs everywhere. Admittedly, when this game came out, I didn't really know a whole lot about. It just that it looked like Knights from Sega, yeah, uh, visually. And when I finally saw somebody playing it on Twitch, and like they they thought it was bad, and I'm like, yeah, this is bad. Like looking at it, it's it's it it doesn't it doesn't get enough. Like visually, it looks cool. Like that part is right, but the gameplay is terrible. It's like why is it terrible? Every character has like one ability. Like you you swap out (laughs) characters. Where like one guy is like, oh, this guy can sort of double jump. Um, and this guy can kind of climb walls and this guy can maybe attack if you like, and it's, there's well, nothing maybe, fun about it. But maybe they wanted to, maybe they wanted to make it like, you know, Super Mario 2 where, where Peach kind of hovers and, and, uh, you know, Toad has that special ability. But The difference between this game and Super Mario Brothers 2 is that Super Mario Brothers 2 is a good game. <laughs> 
Like I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. And like, okay, I, I. And Super Mario Two was a was a uh, reskinned game. It wasn't yes. even it initially yes. intended to be a Mario. But it was a good game. game. It was a it good was, game, yeah. which is not this game. But you know, all I'm not saying is, one. you know. At, I've played a lot of uh, 3D platformers. I get motion sickness very easily, but with gaming, it usually isn't a problem. And I've played like the crazy fast paced, you know, 3D games like Sonic Adventure, Sonic Heroes. That's like the cameras all over the place and it's like high yeah. speed, but not like the, the good kind of high speed. But this game gives me motion sickness because the scrolling in the game, like when you're when you're progressing through the world, things will pop up in the background in a way that like it almost induces vertigo. Like it's it's super bizarre. Um, it, where it, well, it's so funny. It says all the action is here, and damned if it doesn't seem like it. It looks like they've pulled from every like one <laughs> little bit from every little video game. Like the first yeah. thing you see is like, oh, that kind of looks like uh, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, that kind of <laughs> looks like. Uh, that kind of looks like Ratchet and Clank. Oh, look yeah. at that! That's like a Sonic level. Oh, look, he's moving around like in, yeah. um, like in Mario. And oh, he's this is Spyro. So <laughs> it's pretty funny that they said all the actions here because yeah. it really is. They brought it all here. It's like a discount Smash Brothers. Just like, <laughs> it's like characters that vaguely resemble things that you know and love. I love it. But, and then uh, it says in yeah. times of sadness, and then it just shows. A guy and a, a farmer. Yeah, in times of sadness, hat. in times of sadness, people buy this game. How about that? Because <laughs> they got they got ripped off. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to bash on this more than I should. But uh, anyway, so there are some other things on the docket. They're going to be talking about Tomb Raider's uh, 25th anniversary. I'm wondering what kind of surprises they've got in store for us for that. You got to have something, right? Right. I mean. I miss the old Tomb Raider. I feel like the old Tomb Raider was more about puzzle solving and yeah. less about trying to survive from giant bears. And that's more <laughs> of what I want in my Tomb Raider. So yeah. I don't want my Tomb Raider to be uncharted. I want my Tomb Raider to be to be Tomb Raider. So Yeah, it's a fair critique. Um, yeah. Also, uh, we, we're getting Just Cause Mobile. How the heck is this going to work? I don't see how that's going to work. I really don't. It struggled to play on an Xbox. I mean, the destruction capabilities in that game bring the frame rate down to like 10 frames a second. And it's super fun. Like if you've never played Just Cause, pretty much everything in the entire open world game is destructible. And you have this grappling hook. And the grappling hook is... God's gift to video game trolls because yeah. you can attach that grappling hook to different things. And one of the best things to do is to like attach people <laughs> to other objects and then that make are them moving. Rocket yeah. <laughs> yes, I have I have actually put several rockets on a cow and sent it to the moon. Yeah. It was beautiful. And then it exploded into the air and rained down beef upon the the people of Guatemala and I was it I was, rained beef it's rained <laughs> beef that's, I was carried so around tasty. like a king yeah it's like that one video I, I don't know if you've ever seen it it's an old video but like there was that beached whale that oh um, that happened in Oregon was it okay like, well, like, yeah the, this is this is one of our this is and listen every year on the memorial of this they remind us they remind kgw which is I the local it. news station is like do you remember when we when we blew up a <laughs> whale up you guys whale. remember that idea okay that, that great idea <laughs> so for our listeners what had happened was there was this beached whale and it was a 
big whale. Like yeah. you can't roll the like uh, you you could have taken every piece of heavy lifting equipment known to man, and this this you would have not gotten this this whale back into the ocean. Um, and they were trying to figure out like logistically, like what do we do with this whale? It's dead. It's gone. Like it's it's gonna stink up the place. And yeah. so some genius engineer, I guess, had enough authority to be like, why don't we blow it up? Yep, and enough people dynamite. said, Billy's got it. <laughs> so. They they stick a bunch of dynamite inside the whale. Yep. And there's footage of it. Someone actually captured footage. You can oh, see yeah. it on YouTube. Yep. And this whale blows up and the whole the whole thing Glorious. like chunks of uh, there's like stories Blubber. about like cars got totaled like yep. into the nearby town that was like miles away because like blubber chunks It was like Mount Vesuvius but a giant whale instead of rocks of whale <laughs> blubber yeah and it, it like it, it just missed everywhere and like the the stink was there for like you know years in different ways and just completely wild I'm I don't know how we got on this tangent but uh, just cause it's just that crazy. <laughs> it really is. It's yeah. just that crazy. I think it'll be interesting to see what they choose to do. If it's not a port of a game, I don't know anything about it, um, that I could see them trying to make like a, just a unique mobile experience that tries yeah. to, to dumb it down. But, you know, I think the problem that you have with high-end mobile games is you price a lot of people out because people really these days, uh, phone upgrades just don't do much for you these days like they used to. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the S, the Galaxy 27 versus the Galaxy 28. Um, or whatever number they go to next, because they be skipping numbers. Um, yeah, they did. They did skip a lot of numbers. Yeah. And I thought that's that's shows you how old I'm getting mm -hmm. because I've got the Galaxy S9, and they I think they're like the Galaxy S21 or something yeah. like that now. And I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't, I haven't had this phone for that long. They really come out yeah. with that many models. They between, didn't. Yeah, no, I gotcha. they just skip some. Yeah. <laughs> And hey, well, so that's like Xbox naming. So listen, I love Xbox. I love you, Xbox. You're you're my favorite. But but PlayStation knows what's up when yeah. it comes to naming a console. Yes, we know. We know there's going to be a PS6. We know <laughs> there's going to be one. Yeah. If they don't, fans are going to be in an uproar. They would. But they actually but would. Xbox yeah. fans have no clue. We have no, no clue what it's going to be. Yeah. And and the project names for these, like Project Scorpio, they're so much cooler yeah. than the actual name of what it comes out to be. And so I, listen, so many grandmas out there are having are having trouble Heck picking out right and they're like oh, i got you the xbox one x series x grandma series, series x, x. Yeah. you're so oh, close what's, what's the difference cyberpunk is the difference grandma <laughs> cyberpunk that's the difference <laughs> oh my god about eight years is the difference it's crazy <laughs> but yeah you know and, and all, all i'll say to samsung is this look now that's what i've called music they're up to like what, like volume like eighty something. They yeah. didn't skip numbers, Bruno. They didn't skip numbers. They didn't. Yeah. They so didn't. why, why, why like, are you skipping it's numbers? It's just like yeah. Now that's what I call music. You know. Yeah. That's why we're on now. That's what I call music seventy eight. Right. You know they started doing it and they're like we're we're just keeping it going. We don't need to reinvent funny, ourselves. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Just Dance because in Balan Wonderland it looked like there was a DDR Just Dance 
portion of the show. It's like Mario Party. Oh. So I'm hoping that with with this update yeah. from Square Enix that they just say, you know what? We knew it was a bad game and yeah. we just reinvented the wheel with it. We brought you everything. Yeah. We brought you Spyro. We brought mm-hmm. you Knights. We brought you Sonic. We brought you Tails. Oddly <laughs> enough, we did not bring you Knuckles. I'm sorry. He couldn't oh, make the cut. But we brought you everybody else. Everybody else got in. <laughs> Everybody's here. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes from this. Um, I, but I think I think there could be a couple surprises mixed in there. I'm, I'm hoping for some some exciting news to come from Square Enix because I think with, with the success of Outriders, of the demo, um, I think a lot of eyes are on them right now. So more power yeah. to them. Uh, wow us, please. Um, and so, yeah, well, Bruno, we have one more thing to do here before we go, which is our bonus round segment for today, yeah. where I got to sit down with an, uh, just a, a fascinating guy by the yeah. name of Josh Leap and his game called Tentacle Typer. Let's take a listen. Welcome to the bonus round, where today I am joined by indie developer Josh Leap. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Nick? Great. You know, there has been many times when looking at game concepts that I've said, now that is the strangest thing I have ever seen in a video game. Every now and then something tops it. But in my opinion, the game we're talking about today takes the cake. First, tell us about your game Tentacle Typer. Uh, I, I think Tentacle Typer is completely normal. It's a, it's a text editor. It's a, it's a fully 3D first person text editor uh, where you're a, a tentacle monster with a mechanical typewriter that has magical powers. And uh, overtly, I'm designing the whole game application. It's it's kind of both at the same time uh, to help people write more prolifically and creatively and also indulge in my love of making weird steampunk machines that you can yell at with strongly worded letters to make them do things. Just in the trailer alone, some of the things that you were typing out about like cable bills and, and you know, <laughs> your, your mother and that kind of thing. And it's just like, man, this is th- th- this guy. This guy's got some stuff rattling around in his brain. So yeah. I, I have to know, though, what exactly inspired you to take something like, you know, Lovecraftian creatures and fuse it with a freeform typewriting game? <laughs> so that's, um, that's kind of a I've gotten this question before, and I, I love the, my answer because it's the um, I got mad at my PlayStation 4 at. I, I was really annoyed by the fact that I couldn't sort you know, like the video options. Like I could, I couldn't bring YouTube up to the front in front of like whatever people had given them money to rent space. It, this is silly, but it's it brought into focus like how annoying modern software has gotten. Like where it doesn't just like say it's going to do a thing and then do a thing. It also like has these underhanded like you're a product and you know just manipulative dark patterns to try and get you to accidentally give them revenue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, optimize for KPIs and all that. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of rattled around in my brain for a really long time, and I kind of came to a um, decision point in my life last year where I decided to go into this indie game dev thing uh, full, full time and, and do my darndest to make a success of it. Uh, it seems like sort of a delusion of grandeur, um, but I figured I'd take a crack at it anyways, right? It's the dream. That's the dream. And uh, and kind of confronting the all of the things that I hate about software and like doing my best to like either do the opposite or use like the dark KPI optimization stuff for the benefit of users and not for squeezing them dry. Tentacle Typer is like jam packed full of, of like stuff to try and manipulate people into writing more. And I know your original question was wh- why, why, is it, why are you a tentacle monster? And that kind of comes down to the fact that I figured that kind of like write, writer's block was uh, probably related to burnout and probably like a, like a near cousin and one of the things that I've found when I've been burned out over, over my career is that um, no matter how burned out I am, I can always easily help someone else. And I, I wondered if like 
I could be synthetic and create that effect a little bit if um, if I created like some emotional distance between you and what you were writing. And so like I I figured like what if you controlled somebody else's arms, right? Like and they typed on your behalf and you were just like typing to dictate to them what to write. Does that create like emotional distance that like would let you loosen up and be a little bit more like forgiving of you, of yourself and maybe let things flow a little more? And uh, I started out with a, with human arms and I got frustrated trying to get them to, to look anything other than just absolutely horrifying. And I was like, if this looks like a horror game, it's not going to meet my objectives. Like I want it to be a little spooky, but like ride the line of whimsical and spooky. And yeah, like my human arms looked like um, somebody was being broken on the wheel and like, like <laughs> their, their bones had turned to talcum powder and you were controlling this, this horrifying visage of a, of a broken person <laughs> to uh, type your, coming of age story about adventure cats and it just uh it was it was hilarious but i thought it was like it was too far into the territory of this is a joke Um, on a lark i made um some tentacle arms and i like one of my first twitter posts that i ever did um because i got my twitter account last year was hey twitter this is uh these are tentacle arms for my typing game and i like I wasn't committed to doing it that way, but I like got like a billion impressions and, and I was like, all right, I guess this is about tentacles now. And so it kind of <laughs> changed the whole direction of my project. I saw that tweet you got from, uh, was it Unity, where you're like, congratulations, Josh, you broke us. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I've confounded them into speechlessness. That's right. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Amazing. Taking aside that it, that you kind of intended for artistic purposes, is there an actual objective to the game? Like, are you going to be able to progress through this game world by typing? Uh, yeah. So the, uh, it's not a rail shooter, so you kind of have to walk around and explore yourself. But, uh, right now I have, I've completed one prophecy that you can amenitize by typing through machines and and things. And, uh, I'd kind of like there to be some player agency, um, because I want it to be a general use text editor. If I ever like, it just doesn't kind of like logically doesn't make much sense to like get somebody to the point where, oh, they've typed a boss monster and they exploded and now credits roll. And it's like, you're done. Congratulations. You were done at writing and you you can (laughs) go writing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, everything has got to be a little bit cyclic. I think there's an underlying concern that like, I'm just like flying by the seat of my pants. And <laughs> to some extent that is true, but I have put in a lot of work towards making a narrative that I'm not going to like directly tell the players. And that's for a specific purpose. I want things to be ambiguous and open to interpretation. Like uh, all of the, I've written the story and I don't, I, I want people to misinterpret it. I want it to be like, um, the, the whole thing is told to you basically through a series of crime scenes and languages you can't understand. And I want people to, I want to use it as kind of like a dowsing rod to try and get people's own ideas out, um, maybe help them with whatever they're writing. So like I wrote a 20 page story that I'm just never going to tell or share unless I'm hacked, <laughs> except through crime scenes and uh, a giant tentacle horse god that uh, will make indecipherable noises in an indecipherable language at you in response to you doing things. But it's not going to be completely clutched down. You're, there's going to be traction with what the player does and like the emotions the that the horse will, will espouse will be related to the sentiment of what you were writing. So if you were writing a vampire love story, he'll probably be sadder, maybe angrier than he would have if you were writing a story about um, happy cats who are really excited about their quinceañeras. <laughs> their quinceañeras. <laughs> where, where, where do you get this stuff? Have you considered donating your brain to science, Josh? <laughs> I didn't know people would want it, but uh, if we could, I'm looking for funding. So if uh, you know, <laughs> can I get like a reverse mortgage on that? Could I sell my brain while I'm using it? Oh, these days there's someone somewhere that will will happily uh, happily give you about three dollars and fifty cents for that. Oh, geez, that is a <laughs> that's like a hot pocket and a half. I'm down. <laughs> All right, it's a deal. You know, looking at all of the just the, the oddities, right, that you have through the different gameplay clips, because it's, you know, it, there's just 
everything that you're showing is something new and, and awe-inspiring, especially all these different ranges of like typewriters and things that I guess you would somehow classify as typewriters that you can wield in this game. <laughs> I have to think that you've been inspired by some pretty unusual games. Can you can you give me any kind of insight into what maybe inspired the art or or the gameplay or just anything? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. If it looks like there's a lot of different typewriters, there's actually only one that I've sort of like progressively enhanced and improved over the over the last couple months. And I just like every day that I do work, I basically tweet my progress. But there there is uh, some other stuff like my 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 new pneumatic steam powered uh, calculator. Yeah, cannon. saw that. Uh, yeah. So that the purpose of that one was actually to uh, I'm a little concerned about my system requirements being a little too high because I think my minimum requirements are are like really close to Cyberpunk 2077. So that's a wow. You know, <laughs> and the text editor market. I Just don't add ray uh, tracing, okay? You're going to break people's computers. Right, yeah. Like, so I don't have ray tracing because I, like, then it wouldn't run on my machine and it's got to run at 60 FPS on the developer's machine. Otherwise, yeah. what are you doing? But anyways, as far as, like, inspirations go, yeah, like, the calculator I wanted to, uh, I was considering releasing that for free to, like, kind of as a, I don't know how you demo a text editor. I feel like if I just like, you can type whatever you want, except the G key, then it doesn't really help my situation any. Uh, so <laughs> I was thinking about making a calculator and releasing it for for free. And just like, if anyone's concerned that their computer may or may not run it, download the calculator and, and shoot it uh, jam bats or whatever. I Yeah. <laughs> by solving math. I problems. love it. That's still a little up in the air. I'm not, I'm not committed to that yet. Everything that I'm doing feels very natural, but like I haven't ever played a game like what I'm making. So it's kind of hard to find like a heritage. I will say that like when I have to really like think about it and and I have, I guess the closest really would be Metroid Prime. (laughs) Okay, Um, yeah. It's first person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the joy, I think, from Metroid Prime kind of came from um, moving through a a world where, you know, you didn't really know what was going to happen next and, and you didn't have to aim. Like, you know, like I, I thought the auto aim was a nice touch. Yeah. And so you don't you don't have to aim in tentacle typer. I've probably taken like six aspects from Metroid Prime um, out of, you know, uh, 2000. But it's it's got probably the, the most uh, I guess I've pulled the most from it than I have uh, any other game that I can really think of. I also, you know, sort of like the comedy of things like Surgeon Simulator and whatnot. But um, I don't want this to be like the co-op of text editors. I want it to actually be a functional text editor. So I've I've tried to I've tried to make things silly that are transparent to what are like I don't want to get between the player and what they're writing you know yeah speaking of that you know when I was looking at the features of the game on your steam page I was I was pretty blown away by even though it's a simple feature it's so cool the ability to export the the files that you have into you know a txt format so that you can use it somewhere else and you actually already answered my question about you know is this a way maybe that people can remove writer's block it sounds like that really was your intention you know do you think that this is kind of a cutting edge thing where you know down the road we're actually going to be seeing people use these creative mediums to try and help authors to get through that writer's block because i see it with tentacle typer oh well thank you i i mean i hope so uh and I haven't encountered any, like, I keep waiting for somebody to send me a, a DM on Twitter or something, and they're like, hey, this is like, uh, this is like uh, Wiggly Word, this other game where we've got this, uh, you have like a TRS-80, and you've got these tentacle arms, and like, you know, that was made back in 1992, and I just, I've, I've been waiting for that moment, and it hasn't happened yet, and so like, until somebody tells me otherwise, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create the threat that I'm the first person to do this. I think the closest to come at you is the typing of the dead for the Dreamcast. Yeah, and you can't like type whatever you want. Wouldn't that be awesome though? Right. If like you had these procedurally generated zombies, and you like blew them up while you were writing um, a strongly worded letter to the editor about like. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, like you can copy text in Tentacle Typer. Like I wanted it to be fully functional. It's got like a resizable window where it's like Notepad, but also you can play it full screen if you really want the complete immersive experience. Down the line, I really want to do a VR version. Oh, um, nice! I, I'm making a lot of design decisions to to make it amenable to that. But yeah, first things first, gotta gotta release the version on PC because I feel like that's where the fans of a thing that's never existed might be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's people there. There, exactly. Yeah, you need you need actual people to uh, support this first. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So, well, I got to tell you, Josh, this, like I said, is, is not just one of the most, I don't want to say weird, because obviously you have you have some vision behind it, but one of just the most eclectic oh, and weird. unique games that I've ever come across, um, and I really hope that our, our listeners will uh, will check out what you've got going on. If they want to see more from you, where can they go? Oh, uh, follow me on Twitter uh, for now. I've, I've been putting all my time into, into the actual creation, but I try to do video updates as soon as I can record something interesting, which turns out to be a couple times a week. My Twitter handle is at uh, LeapJosh, L-E-A-P-J-O-S-H. Uh, I think that if they want to you know, support this ambition, definitely wishlist me on Steam. Um, and then you can fund whatever uh, whatever crazy idea I have next, which I've got. I've got a lot. I, I would like to make a I'm doing my best on this, you know, and I, I think that uh, the, if people think this is uh, this is fun and interesting, just wait for the next one. You know, I mean, most people go with something relatively safe for their first game. Right. So if this is what you've got as your as your your very first one, I can't wait to see the magnum opus, whatever that might be. Isn't it funny that this is my safe idea? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I can only, that's why I said donate your brain to science because uh, it's 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 going to be an interesting journey for you uh, from here and uh, definitely for anyone that's following you. So, Josh, it was awesome to have you on the show. Uh, we will make sure to include all of those social links and the Steam wish list in the description to this podcast. So you can click right through. Wish you all the best with this game. Good luck, man. Thank you very much. Have a good one, Nick. All right, and we are back. And Bruno, you know, this guy is eclectic. Yeah, awesome is the word. Like, there are, you know, we've done a lot of interviews so far on the show, and, you know, developers everyone has that spark of creativity that inspires yeah. them to make a game but few people have that the, the just the style and the and the pure fun and whimsy i think is the word he's like the willy wonka of like game he, developers he is he is creativity yeah that's what i when i when i heard him talk about the game and when we were kind of conversing back and forth via email he embodies creativity and i I think he senses that and he's like, I want to help propel other people to be creative too and to just tap into that creative nature that that we had as a kid that we've lost as adults, adults, you know, yeah. we we lose that that ability to to think to think different and to be weird and that's definitely the vibe I got from the game. It looked like a nineties fever dream of, of a video game, which is amazing to me. It reminded me of, of hackers. Do you remember that movie from the nineties hackers where they like it's, it's, there's so many different visuals in there that just, it's like a Salvador Dali painting. Okay. It's, it's almost like this just really crazy art game that, is simplified through a text editor game in this amazing like presentation with a tentacle monster typing away. <laughs> I mean, it, these are the types of games that, that that's what video games were made for. Like yes. we've gone through this like 
through these, like, let's make something realistic and let's tell these realistic stories. And we even have a whole story where like a whole video game where your whole objective is to just be a teenage girl and the angst of being a teenage girl. It's called Life is Strange. So if yeah. you want to be an angsty teenage girl, go play Life is Strange. Which, by you the know, way, is going to be, I forgot, that's going to be one of the showcase things on the Square Enix presentation. It's going to be a new Life is Strange circle. game. I didn't even mention that. There you go. I mean, Mm -hmm. so we've come so far in terms of like trying to present these real stories and that's great. But sometimes you just want a giant tentacle monster that types on a keyboard. And this, this, this guy could rival Mavis Beacon. Okay. We've talked about Mavis Beacon. I want this this in the public schools now. (laughs) Right. This This is how you learn to type. This is how you learn to type, and you you already broke my heart and told me that Mavis Beacon wasn't a real I'm woman. Sorry, I, here I am thinking a strong black woman is making waves in the '90s as a typing teacher, and you Not shattered real. my world. But Josh has reinvigorated it with uh, it's a that's a drunk slur. We're reinvigorating, reinvigorated, it, and it's amazing. I tell you, Josh, thank you so much for that amazing. Uh, interview. It was. It's an amazing looking game. I put. It, I'm. I'm putting it on my wish list because. Yes. It just. It's. It's too crazy of a concept to not. He's and, and he and he would say, I don't think it's crazy at all, and yeah. I think that's beautiful yep. because as somebody who's trying to tap into his creative brain, this feels like the the perfect companion to help inspire me. And it seems like improv for writers. Yeah. Like, you know, like an improv class for writers where Mm -hmm. you can take and be inspired by imagery and what you're doing to help tell a story. So kudos. What do you think? Is this something that you ever thought you'd see in your life? Never. And (laughs) no one else, but, but Josh could make this game. No right. one else, you know, in the, in, the, in the very short time that we've had the privilege of knowing this guy. I mean, yes. it's just it's 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 so out there and unique. And you're right. We need more games like this that that stop trying to be something that they're not and just tap into your inner child more of like yeah. what, what the games that you wanted to see as a kid that you used to come up with, you know, as wild <laughs> concepts and like actually yeah. getting it into code is is yeah. so cool. And, you know, I, I I meant it when I interviewed him and I said that. You know, I think he came up with something like before it's time of, oh, yeah, of software sure. that is specifically designed to let you be an artist, specifically an author, but puts you in this world that is intentionally designed to help inspire you. That's such mm-hmm. a cool idea. I, I, I legitimately think within the next 50 years, here's my call, within the next 50 years, someone is going to make some kind of literary masterpiece and they're going to say... I made it with tentacle typer or something <laughs> like it. Um, yep. and, and, and then Josh is going to be like, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's, that's how you know you made it. Like you, you, you created the next, you know, Edgar Allan Poe because you, you created a game about Lovecraftian creatures typing frantically on mechanical keyboards. And Josh is so creative that I honestly think his next endeavor, or at least a way to promote this game, Josh, this is free. You can take it, but I think you should come up with a name generator that comes up with awesome names. Like we do, uh, like Humphrey Springleaf and he should uh, just Galileo hire you. Humpkins. Yeah. <laughs> just, just come ha- up with all the, he just the, emails you like, names. give me 10. 
<laughs> that oh, would be, and then we would use it. That would be our that would be our name generator for every uh, every episode. We oh, use he the, provides uh, them to us. I like. Yeah. It. Well, well, I mean, yeah. like he he could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, well it has been it has been an amazing episode. We always learn so much when we talk to these developers and I really enjoyed this this discussion, this interview because he's so creative and I think that a lot of endeavors out there are from people that want to make a game and don't really know how to start, where to start. They have a passion for something, but when you have such creativity flowing through your mind and it comes out and through this this video game like Tentacle Typer, wow. Like it really shows you just the creative mind behind just this one guy. Like this, you know, like yeah. amazing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, definitely check him out. And if you want to get more information, check the description uh, in our in our in our podcast description. You can check out his wish list. It is available right now, um, and costs you nothing to put that on your wish list. So please support uh, him in that way, and uh, check out his Twitter as well for all sorts of uh, wacky and fun updates. Um, so yeah, well, Bruno, that's going to about do it for today's podcast. Uh, again, make sure to check out our website, quitthebuild.com, um, where you can get access to our gaming blog, all sorts of interesting articles there. Of course, our community page where you can check out a link to our Patreon or see our social media posts, even check out some of our cool merch like the yeah. Martinsburg Earth Ploppers t-shirt. Oh yeah, get some of them plop. You gotta support yeah. the plops because they're, they're doing their best right now mm-hmm. and I tell you, they were about to have a game the other day, Nicholas, and all the balls were deflated. I don't know how in the heck it happened and they couldn't find nary a needle in oh. the in the place. So they yeah. really they tried to play with flat balls, but it didn't <laughs> the work. Flat and balls I'm just never work out. Uh, yeah, the flat balls really don't ever work out. So yeah. maybe one of these days the earth ploppers can uh get their act together and actually play. Yeah. But there's awesome squag on there. That's squad swag for squad all swag. you uh for all you fans out there. And man, we're just so glad that you're a part of the community. We are so excited to bring you new stuff via via YouTube. In fact, let me tell you something about our YouTube page. If you go to our YouTube page, you can also get little little clips from the podcast. Every little podcast has a uh, has we have tons of little moments that we love to share and Nick does a great job of pulling these clips out and we put them on YouTube so you can go there and find some of the best of each episode. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we have a discord that you can join as well. And we have an amazing Patreon. Yes. Tell them about the Patreon, Nick. Three tiers available to you. All sorts of cool stuff for each tier. Um, every tier gets you access to our uh, bonus uh, podcast that we talked about earlier. And then tiers two and three, you start getting some of that limited edition uh, Pierce Pop Art merch. And if you go onto our Patreon right now, you can actually see what the tier three prize pack will be, uh, which includes a limited edition uh, enamel pin. And also yeah. uh, not only uh, two really cool stickers, but also a third ring random mystery sticker um so you're getting a a, a pretty cool package for the money i'd say but uh, yeah great way to support uh, the podcast uh while also getting yourself some pretty cool limited edition merch that you can't buy anywhere else so uh yeah if if you do decide to go that route thank you so much for uh uh, considering to support us and uh helping to keep this podcast going strong but uh, i think that's about it for now stay beautiful as always and i tell you that uh that Valium the other night was the perfect perfect kickoff for all the dental work 
I had, and I'm <laughs> smiling pretty, boys. So nice. thank you. I hope you're smiling. Have a great day. Until next time, we have an episode release every Wednesday and Saturday, wherever podcasts are heard. For Nicholas, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Nick. Peace out. What it do? Woo-hoo. Here we go. Mm.